Thank you. I, I, I share that humbly because we all live in the same world. Never be fooled by, by people who project. You know what's project? Never be fooled by people who project. They never face issues in life and everything's always perfect. And, 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 and yeah, we are conquerors and more than conquerors through Christ. But we're all growing from glory to glory, as was said right in the beginning. And um, just, just, just before we start, I, I just want to ask Nicholas quickly. Nicholas, he can't wait to come and share. Can we give him a clap? You know, it's Nicholas. I'm just joking. He begged me. No, he doesn't want to. So he's not the type that says, can I please have a, 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 a word? But we were in our table where we were sharing, he just said something. And I thought just to seal the, the, what we said at the previous session. Thanks. Thanks, Uncle Alan. Um, no, Uncle Alan just asked me to come and share. Um, yeah. uh, I'm just going through a bit of a, a trial. Kina and I are going through a bit of a trial. We've now made a call to close our business that I've owned for 12 years. It's just been, um, we've been paying in money for the last year. And then at a stage, you just realize that's not the way business is supposed to work. Um, it's supposed to pay money out. Um, and God just really showed me through this time is, is just not to wait for the good seasons to have joy, but to have joy in the, the bad seasons. And, and that's going to be a testimony to other people out there that when they're watching you going through trials and, and um, yeah, just things happening and, and testing in your, in your life. And that's going to be a true testimony to who God is in your life and what, uh, you know, what you actually believe and, and that. So um, if I can just say, yeah, just really in whatever trial you're going through, just, just see the joy in that and, and rejoice and thank, thank the Lord for the small things. Uh, yeah, that's just what I'm experiencing. Who of you know him? Oh, that scripture said, consider it pure joy, my, my brethren, when you face various trials. And there's another family trial that you probably know that, 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 that Nicholas and them have been working through. But at the same time, he's faced a business trial to the point that he's closed the business down the 31st. He's 12 years, he's shut the business. But his testimony in Kronstadt, the people cannot believe his attitude. Excuse the word in church. He's not bitching. He's not moaning. He's trusting God. He's not angry with anybody who's done him in. He's loving his wife. He's loving his kids. He's strong in the CMA. He's doing the work God's called him. And if you didn't know that, that with knowledge that the business was closing, you'd never even have a clue. But that's Christ in you who gives you the strength. That's not, that's not living in denial. That's living in the reality of what Christ can do through you. So can we pray for him? Stretch out our hands. Father, thank you that uh, we know that uh, um, Nick and Kina's attitude in this business um, trial has been so wonderful because we're close to them. And we know that it's real. And we know that at this stage, they don't know which path to take. But I come and pray today that you will make a way where there seems to be no way. Father, you are the God of the impossible. As my one brother said, in the beginning, you can do exceeding abundantly above, beyond what we can ask or even think. And we as a group of men, brothers, pray that over 
uh, Nicholas and his family, that you will open a door and bless him exceeding abundantly, more than he could have even imagined, Lord, and that he's passing and has passed the test, and you are glorified. Bless this young man in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. He didn't like that, that I called him Ford, but bless his heart. It's a testimony for me, gentlemen. It's a testimony for me, for a young man. What else are I saying? Older brothers, we need to mentor the younger men into a place of maturity. There's places he might not be mature in that I don't even know about. But in that area, I can look up to him and learn and say, to lose sort of a whole lifeline of your future and not know where you're going and just saying, God's with us. We're going to make it. And I, I can look up to that. So what do we do? It's not, church is not a one-man show. There's got to be a leader somewhere who goes forward. There's got to be apostles and prophets, but we learn from each other. And as iron sharpens iron, that's a beautiful thing if it's done properly. I can learn from their attitude. So if I hit the dip, I can skim. Yes, there's Oki's. He grew up in front of me in Kronstadt. They were young chokerkis, man. That brother we sitting there wasn't even born when we, we have the church there. Okay, and you know what's interesting? I can come today as an older man and I can learn from my younger brother because he's passed a test. So let's make the kingdom an exciting part of interacting where we honor each other and build each other and learn from each other. Father, thank you for this last session and and just on being God's man, I pray that you'll speak to us and minister deep into our hearts and that we'll become people of courage beyond what we are at present. I honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Time limit? What time? Half past. Half past 12. 45 minutes. Brothers, I want to just start off. Um, you might not believe it, and I always tell people this, just, but I used to run. Not from my wife. <laughs> I'm not scared of my wife. I run to her. But I, I run comrades a few times in ultra marathons, and, and my kids have got an allergy against running because when they were small, I was like 30 kilos lighter, believe it or not. It's just facing all these trials. <laughs> Temptations. I haven't had one cupcake today. Not one. Not one. I'm fasting. From those lekker goed now. I have to. But I can motorfiets. End of this month, I'm taking my wife with three, three, uh, two other brothers with their wives. We're riding to Springbok to see the flowers on motorcycle. So I've got to just be able to sit a bit more comfortable on the bike. <laughs> so I'm fasting. But when I was running, we used to have our yearly holidays quite often at Stillby. You know Stillby? And from the flats where we were, it was five kilos to the harbor at Stillby. And uh, I used to run to the harbor, run back, it's 10 kilos. And the one morning, that I didn't drag them out of bed at half past four. Um, I was on my own. I ran down to the harbor. And I want you to use your imagination. True story. True story. Ran to the harbor. And between the toilets of the harbor was a tap, well, outside tap. Now, Stillby's water was known to not. It tastes nice. It was even in the newspapers. It's still by water. It's just brock water at that time. I don't know now. And, um, and when I got to the five kilo mark to drink water, there was a, a, a homeless man 
And um, he, he, from the Cape, and this homeless man was sitting and uh, next to the tap on the wall. And I was about to buck down, and, and I'm fit, and I'm energetic, and I'm full of fun and energy and young, maybe Nicholas's size <laughs> at that time. But as I want to buck down to drink water, this man looks at me and he says, Lani, I say, die water. I say, you moet hom nie drink nie. I said, hoekom, ek gaan my niks doen nie. I said, nee, Lani, jy moet nie kans vat met die water nie. Ek vat nie kans met die water nie. So I look at him and I've been clever. I look down and I say to him, you know, you weet my friend, this was werk. I said to him, this was werk. Ek sê, ek, ek het nog nooit gelees in die korant, a, a genuine berig, dat iemand hom doodgewerk, soos die water my nie doodgemaak, gaan die werk ook nie vir een mens doodwerk maak nie. En hy sê to me, true story, hy sê, Lani, met die in, vat ek ook nie kans nie. <laughs> so, true story, hy sê, the water in work, those two, die water in werk, ek vat nie kans met die twee nie. Ek is te bang, hulle gaat my doodmaak. Guys, today's story is going to be about, we've touched a little bit on work. We're going to touch a bit on the water. To say, you moet a kans vat. Being God's man. The session that uh, Brother James said to me is, can I speak about being God's man? I want to say to you that, that there's a place when you start to mature, that you start to take a risk that doesn't make sense. Say with me, a risk that doesn't make sense. You see, as a Christian, as head of the home, leader of the house, it's cool, I'm following Jesus, follow me as I follow Christ. Husbands over the wives. Your wife's going to watch you, your children's going to watch you, the men around you, your work will watch you, and if you're a leader, chapter leader, president, doesn't matter, people will watch you, and there's something about, as you slowly start to mature, you've got to also understand that a man who's walking with God will start to become a man who will take risks. Now, remember, I'm not talking... Bravery. There's a difference between bravery and taking a risk. You, you, you understand? I'm talking about becoming a man of God who takes a risk. Because we live by faith, God wants his children to live by faith, not by sight. Just that statement, we live by faith and not by sight, means I'm going to take a risk because I can't see. Believing in things hoped for, the evidence of things that I have not yet seen, means I'm going to take a risk. Risk on what? Risk on God's word. I'm going to trust that what God's word said, Pierre, is going to be the right thing. Where others won't take that risk because they can't see. I'm going to take that risk because God said. Does it make sense? And not to the boundary of foolishness, but, the, but within the boundaries of faith. And the only place you can settle your faith is to believe and to know what God has written. Come back to the earlier session. If you've never opened the Bible, you don't spend time with word. You have no proper input from any brothers. You won't know what's in God's word. You're going to become a foolish taker and not a risk taker in faith. And then when people take foolish risks, not faith risks, they get disorientated and eventually they're angry with God because they said, but I knew if I do it, then God would do. No, no, no. You're going to have to know what the word says. Does that make sense? But a Christian is a man who will inevitably hear the word of God and take the risk. And now I want to say something. 
I'll say it in a nice way. You are probably going to be pleasantly surprised when you do what God says that it's going to work. Dit is meer as, 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 as net a kansie, dat as jy dit gaan doen wat God sê, sal dit werk oorboed. Maar jy gaan dit in geloof moet doen. In hierdie taftie en trials en everything. En ek gaan nie probeer plot waar jy moet hierdie doen. Want jou levensverhaal en myne is compleet anders te. Jou situaties, jou familie, jou ouderdom, jou geldsake, jou alles is anders as myne, maar ons dien nie selfde Heere met die selfde beginsels van geloof in dit werk. En daarom wil die Heere weer ons faith stuur. He wants to stuur our faith. To trust what he says, being God's man. Because we get disorientated and we say, yeah, I've tried this a few times and and I've done this and it didn't work, so I just hold back or play it safe. And I'm talking about being a faith risk taker. Remember, Abraham took his son and offered his son. It wasn't just because he was a tough guy. He heard God say so. So I'm talking about faith in God. Faith in God's word. And sometimes, God is going to bring us to a place that will fix, and this is my desire today, because we're going to have Holy Communion now, now, that something will be fixed in your heart today as a memory that you can always, you know, when, as you op die hevelikskursus gaan of iets, en hulle gee jou paar tips, as ek reg, dan onthou jy dit dan verewig, dan denk jy, jou vrou is slim, maar jy het eindelijk een tip gekry, jy wist dit by een conferentie, jy understand, that's part of learning. We learn from each other. I'll say something and you'll say, geez, I didn't ever think of that. Or I'll say something, or you say something and I'll say, yes, I better go and do that. Does it make sense? And that's how we learn. And today, I'm hoping you're going get to a, get a faith truth that you can apply, yummy nicely, over and over and over in your life until Jesus comes back. And I want to challenge you to give it a go. I'll tell you now what it is, but to give it a go. Take the risk. Because God is unseen with a naked eye. But God isn't an imaginary friend. A fierky, he saw me with me. God is rechtig, real. And we, we serve him by faith, not by sight. It's like prayer. Does prayer really work? Or is prayer just a a foofy to make you feel better. You know, I believe prayer really works. Does it make sense? Now, your circumstances and mine are different. And I've shared this long ago with some people. Um, my wife prays more than me. That is fine. I pray short, effective prayers of a righteous man. <laughs> <laughs> My wife just loves the Lord. Every morning, half past five, she's in the spare room. And I hear her speaking to the Lord. And I know God does the work. But I want to say that she prayed and cried before the Lord for our kid. And he's not a kid, but I also prayed for him. 
And she prayed for my youngest son. And my youngest son was an average student, so I'm going to just start stirring your faith now. Is that right? I am going to stir your faith. My youngest kid got, this guy got A's in matric. But the youngest guy got B's and C's. But he wanted to go and study mechanical engineering. And he said, I want to study mechanical engineering at Tuckies. And I want to go work on the oil rigs. And I thought, no, that's a good dream, my boy. And eventually he put up in his bedroom pictures of oil rigs. That's nice, South Africa oil rigs. We don't live in Norway, like in freaking hell. So he, do, he's, he doesn't get a single A in matric. And his mom prays and she sends out 70 internet applications for bursaries. 70 beers aansoeken. Anglo and all the mines and all the stuff he sends out. He just, by the, by the skin of his teeth, makes it into engineering. Acceptance. But his mom's praying and she puts 70 applications. One day a lady phones him, an African lady, and she says to him, come to Midrand, Nogal down the road, I won't say where, come and do aptitude tests. He was already just started university. Come do aptitude tests. So he went, came back, he said, ah, dad, no, I don't know. Three weeks later, they start paying the first amount in and he gets a five-year fully sponsored bursary, food, books, and everything. Now, excuse me, this is not political at all what I'm saying. B's and C's, white boy, with a five-year bursary that he didn't have to pay back. By chance, yeah, maybe once in 10 billion, I think it's more like a mother who was trusting. Or it's my surname. My surname is Ogilvy. Maybe they thought it's a quasi-extinct surname that's come through. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's, it's just interesting. I'm not worried. All I know is God organized a bursary that shouldn't have happened. And I want to say to you today, in the physical, it should not have happened. But in the spiritual, it happened. And I want to say in the physical, there's certain things in your life here, there's no chance for you for a breakthrough. Physical. But in the spirit, you've got to lift your faith to have a breakthrough. That's God's going to do something with you and you've got to work with God to have that. Does it make sense? And if, if, if you can catch that today, it's not a spiritual charismatic game that we're playing. I don't play church games like that. I can't stand it throwing scriptures around and everything. It's a walk with God by faith. It's knowing his father heart, knowing who I am as his son, and knowing that there's certain things. Now, that one with the bursary wasn't, because we would have made peace. I already, I already made plan. First, sell my wife's car. <laughs> and then sell, then sell my motorbike, and then go for a student loan. At least it's not a full five-year student loan. It's too much money. But God saved us of that. So what am I trying to say? If it, didn't, if it didn't happen, I would have made peace with that. But there's certain things that is your right as God's child and your freedom that we give up on because we've started to lose our faith in the Word of God. Does it make sense? That's actually your right. What our brother shared of marriage is your right. It's not, listen, if I'm... If I'm Lucky, I'll get a bursary. <laughs> no, there's no luck anyway. But the bursary, we could have still pushed aside. God could have said, no, you sell your cars, my man. Not every O gets a bursary for his kid. And that's life. 
But none of you can say, nah, maybe I'm just not meant to have a happy marriage. You understand what I'm saying? That's a fixed. That's something that's your right as God's child. You can put your full faith in his word for that. And so today we, 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 we're going to shift the mindset of medai tuya sinek nikansni. Soos die man daar by die badkamer, daar en ek sien nie kans nie. Vandag gaan jy kans sien. Now, now, you're going to seek, have, you're going to take a chance, my bro, to go to that communion table and you're going to put your faith in the complete work of the cross. You're going to put your faith in the complete work of the cross, what Christ accomplished for you. There's some of you sitting here that's, that's sitting with, a, 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 um, and I'm not saying it because obviously you, you, that's easy to say that there's someone sitting here with pain in your heart about something. Like, oh, wow. Someone here has probably got a headache. Wow, maybe. I'm not saying that. I'm, I mean it. There's, there's people sitting here with, with life situations and issues in your heart that's like a, like a storm inside you. And you've come wondering if it will even be addressed today. And God says, I've heard your cry, and I'm going to address it my way today. Not come forward, quick prayer, and there you go home happy. Uh-uh. You see, there's something that I've entered a new journey in our own church. And I'm taking the longer, harder journey with our congregation. Got a few of our young men here from the church. Is I'm, I'm trusting God that the church will themselves learn to receive the victories and the healings from Jesus, not only via a preacher or a man of God. Because what happens the day that man's not there? That you can yourself experience the work of the cross coming into your marriage, into your work situation, a stressful relationship, coming into a, a temptation, coming into a place, that jy self saam met die Heere, en die volkome werk van sy kruis, a oorwinning kan begin kry, en sê, yes, this thing is broken, or this is released. Maak het sin, of hierdie ding het gelig van my. En die Heere sê, tyd dat die ding lig, in, in, in die verlichting, wat jy smag, vloei in jou geest in, sonder dat iemand vir jou noodwendig help het, behalwe die persoon Jesus. Dis nie egocentric, I don't need anybody. Uh-uh, no, we need each other. Scripture, call upon the elders, they lay your hands on you. you. I'm not discrediting that, but I'm encouraging your work with God for the breakthrough you need. To practice walking with the complete work of the cross at your beskikbaar, what's it mean? At your, at your means, at your disposal. The complete work of the cross. The complete work of the cross at your disposal. 24 hours. As a man of God. That makes sense. And so the story we're going to deal with today is ek gaan ek kans vang. And we're going to start off, we're going to speak about the longing inside you that the impossible becomes possible. The longing inside you that the hopeless becomes a reality. The longing inside you that the bitter circumstances or the bitterness 
become sweet. You can put the first scripture on. We're going to go through the scripture. I love just doing scripture. It's the safest place to stay. Isn't that true? Play net by die skrif. Dan sê veilig. Exodus 15 verse 22. It says, Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out to the wilderness of Shur. They journeyed for three days in the wilderness without finding water. They were free, but they were thirsty. <laughs> Is that right? They were free, but they were thirsty. It was this quiet excitement that they, that they were released from Egypt. They're journeying, but they're getting thirsty. So many times the church is in the same spot. Yet your dag and datum, and you had born again, you had a rally or a meeting or a conference, and you've given your life to Jesus, but when you sit and you're really honest, you just tune, yeah, pastor, I'm thirsty, man. <laughs> My life's not like a drug. Been there, done that, know the scriptures, John 3.16, and John this, and Romans this, and you can quote them, but you, you, you dorse. And so it says, yeah, it says they were journeyed three days. Then they came to Mara. I'm not trying to teach you something new. I want to stir your faith in something old. It says they came to Mara, but they could not drink water at Mara because it was bitter. That's why it was named Mara. water is bitter. Guang. That's now that sucks. We've journeyed, we found water, but it's not working. It's bitter and we're thirsty. The people grumbled to Moses, What are we going to drink? Now, if we just hold it there well. Because I'm going to be speaking. Now you can go back to the next one, 25. The people cried out to Moses. So the people cried out to Moses. And then what did Moses do? Moses cried out to God. Listen, my friend, can I ask you, when last have you cried out to God about your thirst in your heart? When last have you made the effort to sit and cry out to God as a son about your circumstance? When last have you had the courage to close the room door without your wife or without going to your pastor or your leader, when last have you gone to the Lord and cried out to the Lord? Well, Maar vat de kans geestelik. Maak die deur toe en roep uit naar die Heere toe en sê, Lord, I sit before you and I know Moses was doing it for people but I'm talking for yourself or for your family. Say, Lord, I sit before you and I cry out to you. I'm in thirsty, I'm in trouble and the waters around me are just bitter. But do the effort. I'm guilty. My wife will do that effort quicker. I don't know why, Steve. My wife will do that much quicker than me. I'll first, I'll first suckle for a week being heavy thirsty before I simply close the door and cry out to the Lord. It's amper of die kleinste goed die grootste moeite is. Ek gaan nie kans vat nie. Want miskien gaan het nie werk nie. Want miskien gaan het werk. 
Do you understand? So Moses cried out to the Lord. So that's just the first point I want to lay down before communion. I think each one of us could have something this morning, this afternoon, that you want to just cry out to the Lord about. That's why the Holy Communion is going to be personal. We're not going to go into groups again. Because so often we cry out with a group, Yes, Uncle Sid, yes, you must pray with me, please, my woman. You know, it's going so tough, eh? And Uncle Sid's such a good man. He pours his heart out to you. And God says, one Alan just cried to me sometimes. I'm his father. I'd like to hear my son's voice cry to me. It's not wrong to cry to my brother. Make known your burdens to one another. But make known your burdens to the Lord. You, you understand where I'm getting at? It's part of building the church to a mature place. And so I sit here and then Moses cries out to the Lord. And then what does he do? The Lord showed him a... Oh, goodness. Lord showed him a tree. And then God tells him the most absurd thing. Catch this. God tells him the most absurd thing. Then the Lord showed him a tree. And then God had to told him, throw the tree into the water. In the other verse, that's the word for wood, tree, or stick is the same word. Senior I stock, senior die hout, senior die boom. But said he word. Cursed is the one who hangs on a tree. Am I right? Showed him a tree and he says, throw the tree in the water. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'll take that chance, Lord. The people are going to freaking think I'm mad. To take a tree and throw it in bitter water. I don't know what the tree. So please don't think, was it an olive tree, a palm tree? No. The whole point is not, we, this, this, this whole new type of Christianity, I say, if it's not olive oil from the Mount of Olives, then you won't get healed because the mixture's wrong. Guys, please go away from that. I'm, I'm being serious. I'll take the flack for that. Stay away from that. It's a prayer offered in faith through the anointed one in you that will work. And the oil is just showing your reliance on the Lord. So what, what I'm saying is, what has the power of the tree itself in this? It's no, it's the power of obedience. And so he shows him a tree. And he says, when he threw it into the water, the water became drinkable or sweet. He made a statute. The minute it was sweet, God made a statute and ordinance for them at Mara, and God did what? Trial. <laughs> tested them. Isn't that sound similar, Jonathan, to a trial? And God tested them at Mara. But that test became an ordinance. You come out of that back, you'd be able to explain it better. Statute it became a law, an ordinance, something fixed for the Israelites. And he fixed that story at Mara. What did he fix? Next verse. And he said, if you will carefully obey the Lord your God, do what's right in his eyes, pay attention to his commands and keep his statutes, I will not inflict any illness on you. I inflicted on the Egyptians. So he says, I'll save you from that. I am the Lord God who heals you. Who often do we quote Terah's Did come up in an obedience situation in the 
is nie just die skrifie wat ek rondgooi, Jakob, wat sê, nee, nee, ek gaan nou net so, dan sê ek genees. There was something that they obeyed, God made an ordinance, and he said, I'm the God who heals you. You've passed the test. You've passed the trial. And so, then you look what happens. Look at the next verse. Volgende vers, spring hy in na iets heel te mal anderste. Is vir my crazy. He fixes his ordinance at Mara, and he says, then they came to Elam, where there were 12 springs of water, 70 date palms, and they camped there. Daar was koelte, daar was kos, daar was verkoeking, there was refreshing, there was food, there was shade. The next verse, it says, then they came to Elam, from Mara to Elam. I'm going to try and be quick because we prayed in the beginning that the Holy Spirit will be the one who will preach this to you or remind you of this word. I want to ask you, is there anybody here who's walked before? Walk like hiking. Anybody who's walked? doesn't matter, park, run or whatever. Can you just put your hand up? In the army. Hallelujah. Some of you have walked. I'd like to ask you just in a general thing. If you walk, not run, because running is a total different ball game. But if you walk a decent pace, if you walk like this, how long will it take you, men of me, to walk five kilos? Just. Yes, you'll again, where? An hour on five Ks. You're 100% right. You walk five kilos an hour. You can't stroll it, but you've got to walk it. No. Hey? Doen hulle pakran? Okay. Kijk nou hier, hier is Mara. Ek is in die woestijn. Bitter water. God kom, hulle is vast, hulle kan nergens. Daar is water, hulle is doors, hulle kan nie verder gaan. Hulle is in die woestijn, hulle is vry, maar hulle is in die woestijn. En hulle sit hier. En hier is sê vir hulle, Moses cries out to God, God says, take the stick, or the the, the tree, he puts it in the water. He puts it in the water. He says, I make an ordinance. I'm the Lord who heals you. You passed your test with me. Don't try me. Trust me. Da, 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 da. And, and come and say so, the, the first Israelite, the young man, what forloop, begin stop. Three years later. How far is this? 15 kilos, te slaan die voorste ouwe elem. Drie ure weg van Mara. Drie ure weg van Mara was dat 12 bronnen van water, 70 palmbome, koelte, kos. Drie ure weg. Feite, that's ge- geographic facts. Elem is three hours away by foot from Mara. But they had to first pass Mara. They had to first be obedient at Mara to enjoy the benefit that Elam was providing. Remember what I said, you can rebuke a temptation, but you can't rebuke a test. You have to pass the test. And to pass the test comes through obedience. And this obedience was, put the tree in the water. Put the thing that doesn't look like it makes sense, but by faith be obedient. And when he put the tree in the water, it became sweet. It ran with sweetness. You can ask anybody, what is it? 
dead tree or a live tree, change our whole fountain's taste. You see, my brothers, where I said there's certain places in your life that maybe you've walked with for a long time and there's certain places you've passed, but maybe there's certain places in your life, it's not bitterness like, ek is bitter teenoor Ramon. Nee, ek praat nie van dit. Maybe there's just places in you and your heart that are Mara places, places of bitterness, and you can't move away from it. But God says the Elam is right there waiting. Right there. So, so maar soos ek is, sal ek nou die drie ure stap. Ons stap ek en my vrou. Stap in die berge en ons stap vistrevier en ons stap die canyons en ons doen die goed. Ek kan daarom nog stap, ek kan nie draf lekker nie. So as ek nou is, kan ek drie ure sal ek 15 kilo's wegwees. Can I say something? Your elem is right within your reach. But you got to Fulfill the command at Mara. So God can fix something in you to say, my son, you must know I'm the Lord who heals you. Not your buddy who's got money, not your political party, not your culture, not your biking group, not your nothing. I am the Lord your God who heals you. I'm the one who's your breakthrough. I'm the one who turns your bitterness into sweetness. I'm the one who has a future, hope, and a plan for you. I want to fix that with you. I want you to make a, a, I want to with you make a statute and an ordinance today forever that you will know that when I say put the tree in, the sweetness will come and that's it. Doesn't make sense, but it's going to work. Maybe it's time for you and my Mara. Maybe you've got a Mara still from childhood. A Mara experience. And every time you go there or think of it, it's still that, it's got that bitter taste in your mouth. And you've tried to work it away with money, jobs, time. And as my brother said, you can change wives, you can you can change kids, you can <laughs> try, change ministries, change churches, change country. But till you pass that Mara on the command of God, that, that Mara will walk with you forever. And God says, you my son, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. He says, I've come to set you free. You see, the, the, the tree is very, very powerful symbol. The tree in the bitter waters of Mara. I want to term it. You have to put the work of the cross. I don't want to talk a cross because the cross without Christ is nothing. It's just a goat. I want to talk about you have to put the work of the cross into every Mara part of your life. Into every part. But today we talk about the work of the cross. Moet jy insit in die Mara van die, van die Mara's van your life dat die Heere die wonenwerke kan doen in jou hart, my broer. Will you put the next scripture on? Let's say 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18. It's very interesting. Just to back up. 1 Corinthians 1 18, it says, For to those who are perishing, the message of the cross is foolishness. <laughs> you know the scripture, you Christians. To them who are perishing, the message of God, what, you want to tell me a piece of wood in a bit of water? That's foolishness, man. We're sitting here, we're thirsty, and now you're coming with some clever 
idea of a, of a stuk hout in bitter water. Well, the message of the cross is foolishness to them that are perishing. But to them who are being saved, it is God's power. And that's why that message of the cross has to be put into the maras of our lives. If it's your relationship, if it's a relationship with up, down, child, bosses, can be a bad experience. I'm not going to talk, I'll talk in, in, in riddles, but my dear friend Brett, I'm sure all of you know Brett. Who of you know Brett? <laughs> Brett, for the few years that he's, he's been my brother and, and I've watched him deal with unfair at work, lack of promotion, ignoring, his voice doesn't count at work. Cheeky attitude through subordinates. I was in the, in, in, in the military, like most of you, with national service. And boy, oh boy, if you're a corporal, you try and cheek a sergeant major. Or you're a troop, you try and tune a sergeant major something. He isn't dickwater. Vandaag is enorm. Jy sê sommer vir die kaptein, vlieg jy man, ek luister nie vir jou nie. And all of this stuff becomes like a mara in your life. And I've watched my brother, as he started just to take that work of the cross and put it into that every time. The circumstances haven't changed, but the water is not so bitter anymore because he's passing the trial. Are you with me? Because it's been filtered through the cross and not through self. Doesn't change it, doesn't make it nice, doesn't make it fair. But there's a change. Does it make sense? And this is what God's starting to do, to raise up a body of men, children of God, who've just got a different outlook. So as I face this, I bring the cross into it. As I face this, I bring the work of the cross into it. Meaning, I, I look at what's the word, and what does God say, and all of it that goes with But I bring the work of the Christ. I sit the in him maras in for my life. And then, I don't say, I don't say, With that one, I'm going to take a chance. You know what? I'm going to put the work of the cross in you. I'm not going to just fight, moan, tell everybody, put it on Facebook, cry about it, discuss it with everybody. I'm going to go in and cry out to the Lord and I'm going to put the cross in. And see that bitter water turn sweet. And then when you look again, you start tasting Elam that's not so far. Does it make sense? Elam is not so far. But don't dodge the Mara. Put the cross into that place. Whatever that is. If it's someone that's offended you and hurt you so bad. If it's something you can't get back ever can't retrieve it. It's fine. But put the cross into that experience. What was interesting, God didn't give them Mara. They moved on. They moved on to Elam. Was there another scripture? No. That was the end. For to those who are perishing, the message of the cross is foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is God's power. 
In the night in which the Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he says, this is my body which is broken for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup and he said, this is a cup of the blood, a new covenant, which is shed for you. And other verses talk about cup of blessing. Others, that's for the forgiveness of sins. And I want to go back to the good old gospel with my brothers. The good old gospel that puts its faith in this work of the cross as a complete work. Side things are nice. New formulas, strategies. Maybe you're a leader. Whatever. We can put better lights, nicer carpets. But it's only the good old work of the cross that takes the bitterness of Mara away out of our lives. And I don't know what's yours. Maybe you say, no, pastor, today it's cool. There's nothing. I'm, I'm art school. I'm happy with everything. Praise God. And I'm not trying to build you up as if, if you're not. All I ask you is whatever the Holy Spirit shows you, what tests and trials, what place you are with your own life today. Don't you want to again say, ek fat kams. Ek sal dit insit. Maybe you felt a failure after Steve spoken and said, you know, I'm really not shaping as a husband. This, uh, it's cool, Steve, all the stories of communication. and da, da. My wife's dissed me so much, I don't even think she's going to believe anything I say anymore. Well, bring the cross into that. Maybe say, yeah, but I've lost the relationship with my kid and it's distant or whatever it is. Yeah, but you don't know, Pastor, I've messed it up at my work. I've, I've blown my testimony and, and this and this or my neighbor, I, whatever it is. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who perish. It can't help. They think it's crazy. But we're a group of people who are putting our faith in an unseen God who did a complete work. Amen. On the cross of Calvary. And so we end off today. It was a privilege for me. But when we finish now, my greatest joy is going to be that you're not going to think of Alan who spoke but you're going to be think of Christ who completed the work of the cross. That when you go and you take bread, you can go with someone and break bread with a brother. That's fine. But I want to urge you first just to go alone and then go grab a brother and say, you know what? Maybe you know of a boot sitting here and the oak struggling, man. And you can say, hey, bro, I don't like to see you suffer, man. Let's invite the work of the cross. It's complete, man. Let's invite Jesus into the situation. Let's give him a chance, man. Pull out those thorns and the pain and the bitterness and the anger. And, well, let's bring him into the situation that looks like there's no way out. Let's just say, Lord, we ask you that you'll turn this bitterness. You will turn my mourning into dancing. Amen. And he will because it's real. It's not, this is real. Every time that my wife and my I sit at the dining room table, we break bread. And I enter the day or we've gone through a thing. You know what? It's different. It's real. And so I'd like to pray with you. And then the same invitation that Ramon had given. If there's anybody who wants to speak to any of the leaders, please don't be shy. Please, I ask you, don't go home. Still standing at Mara. And you never bothered to take the chance. Yes, ni. Me and my die in Fatik, ni. Yeah, Jelle is medaille en gaan ek kans.
taking that risk. Father, thank you for Jesus and the work of the cross. That in this perfect plan to reconcile man to you, you sent your only son, Lord. But you also gave the work of the cross that while we are your children, that we can have victory constantly and healing and comfort constantly as we just embrace upon embrace upon embrace the complete work of the cross. I pray with my brothers, Lord, if there's places of Mara that are just pulling them inside, and we're all men and we don't like to admit it, but that we'll come to you alone today and say, Lord, I want to bring the work of the cross into that area. If we failed you and sinned against you, if we've secretly sinned against you and we're sitting with guilt and condemnation or we've done something and it's like a, a haunting Mara that today that power will be broken and that healing will come into our lives. If we've done something to others, and it's a secret that today healing will come. If something's been done to us and it's haunted us. I oh, thank you that there's freedom, Lord. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Such freedom, Lord. Deep in our spirit, Lord. I pray for my brethren here this, this afternoon. That they're going to go home so much lighter inside. Lighter inside because they've come to the cross. Not for salvation only, but for life. Thank you, Lord. We just set these emblems apart. We do this in remembrance of you and we proclaim your death until you come, because that is our source of life, is your death and your resurrection. All glory to you. Amen.